Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is a very special episode because it is part of our Paradise Pack Sessions 2016. And what we did here, Jason Moore from the Zero to Travel Podcast and myself got together and we did a six hour live broadcast where we brought on 12 of the world's foremost experts in how to travel cheap, build a business, work from anywhere, create a location independent lifestyle. We interviewed them all for 30 minutes at a time, took your questions, got them answered all live six and a half hours straight. And now what we are doing is providing that audio for you on the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. You'll be able to listen to every single interview split up by participant. And this is all to celebrate our Paradise Pack. And if you're unfamiliar with the Paradise Pack, what it is, is it's a bundle of the world's best products for how to build a business, how to travel cheap, how to live a location-independent lifestyle. And we put it together seven days only once a year. And the Paradise Pack sale, if you're listening to this live, ends today, Monday, June 6, 2016 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. So you'll never be able to get these products again. It's over $2,500 worth of the best resources in the world on how to travel cheap, build a business that you can earn money from anywhere, and how to give yourself the three main freedoms. That's location freedom, time freedom, and financial freedom. So $2,500 worth of products, including my frequent flyer bootcamp business class course, which normally sells for $247. All those products, my business class course, plus the 24 other products, were selling at a steep discount, only $197, 90% off. And you can get it by going to extra pack of peanuts.com slash paradise. So don't forget to go there now if you're interested. We don't want you to miss out. This will never be available again. Once the clock strikes midnight, Monday, June 6th at midnight, you'll never be able to get again. So don't forget, you can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise to check that out. And now let's roll right into this interview with one of our awesome people from the Paradise Pack Livecast during this Paradise Pack Sessions 2016. And flowing right into the next. That was great. And uh, we're excited to have Gabby Wallace here, who's down in Brazil still, I'm sure, right? I am. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Doing great. I'm glad. I, I think I'm at the right place at the right time, correct? <laughs> uh, you are right place, right time. You are first person to actually uh, come in live from South America, I believe. We've had... Serbia, Thailand, Boulder, a bunch of people in the U.S. Now we've got South America covered. We just need that Antarctica blogger to come on and be part of the Paradise Pack, and we'll be good. Oh, well, I'm proud to represent South America, even though I'm not from South America, but I'm in Brazil, so I can right. represent. Yes. <laughs> and the last time we talked, the internet connection was eh, a little spotty, but I'm um, yeah. glad to see it's solid right now because we got a lot to talk about today. And so the so the natural starting point where we're starting with, uh, with a lot of the guests coming in is uh, just hearing a little bit more about your story. I know you and I talked about it on the podcast that I published this week, but um, for those of you that are here, and by the way, Everybody, I see a lot of people that have been hanging out here with us all day, which is like unbelievably awesome. And we just want to say, whether you're just dipping in and out or you've been here all day or just getting here for the first time now, thank you so much because you know we're, we're five hours in 
right now, and our our energy is still sky high. Trav's drinking a beer. beer I mean, I, it's it's I, the afternoon I, now. It's time I, to I go. Gotta, I got a beer coming, I think, pretty soon. Man, I didn't know you were going to crack one. I, I, I asked my wife to bring one in in about 45 minutes, and, and she kindly said she would, but I would have brought it in early. But, uh, no, I just want to say thank you to everybody here. If anybody else is in South America or wherever you're in the world, just shoot it in the chat box and let us know your questions as we go along. And, uh, Gabby, I love your story because there are so many components to it that I think a lot of people can relate to. I know Brazil was one of your dream destinations, and... Yeah. You had a bit of a journey getting there, but ultimately now you're living there. So I want to hear about that whole journey going from, you know, where you came from to like now working online. Uh, we'll get into that stuff and like how you're able to actually earn a living and live in your dream destination. Are you trying to get me to tell a really long story so that you guys can take a bathroom break? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, 10 minutes, go. No, um, I'm not taking one. I don't know if Jason has. We had a deal where whoever took a bathroom break first had to do push-ups. He hasn't done push-ups, and people are asking me if he's taking a bathroom break, so I'm unsure if he's just skimping out on the push-ups or not because I, I have not gone. So, yeah, we just want to, but condense it. We'll, we'll, we'll get the quick story. Yeah, no, I, I'll definitely share everything. I just first want to say that this is awesome that you guys are doing this event. I was listening to a couple of the other participants today, and I want to go back and listen to everyone. I'm not sure if this is available as a replay. It, it yeah, is? so just, okay. just to clear it up for everyone, because um, uh, people have been asking, we are putting the, the video version of the replay not in the Paradise Pack. We'll send it to you later once we get it all, all ready and all. Um, but anyone who gets the Paradise Pack, we're sending the video version to you. You can watch it as many times as you want. We'll give you a link, all that. And uh, we will also be putting up the audio on our podcasts as well. So just FYI, if anyone's been bouncing in and out, um, if you grab the Paradise Pack, you'll get the whole video and all the replays and everything. And um, and then if you want the audio version, they'll be coming up on the podcast. So yeah, you'll you'll be able to get all the goodness. Awesome. Yeah, I came in, I was listening to Matt, and then I was listening to Jacob, and um, I really resonated with a lot of what Jacob was saying as far as being in, like, a corporate job that he didn't really, I don't know, he, he wanted to do something different, something with more purpose, and so um, I, I experienced that, too, just getting into my story. I've been, or I was a classroom teacher for many years, teaching English is a second language because it's actually a great way to travel. That's what I wanted to do is to travel the world. I wanted to, you know, have adventure. I wanted to have sort of that like flexible schedule that I thought teachers had. And, and that's what I started doing uh, several years ago is teaching English. I went off to Japan and was teaching English over there. Um, spent about three years over there. Uh, and yeah, like um, Jason said, you know, I always wanted to get to Brazil, but I was like, man, all the English teaching jobs are in Asia, the Middle East, and I didn't really know how to get over to Brazil to, to work as an English teacher. And so like, years went by, and um, the short story is that I ended up making my own online language school, which is my location independent business. That uh, that my course inside the Paradise Pack is based off of. So uh, my course inside the pack is called Seven Days to Be Seen on YouTube because that was YouTube was the base of my uh, my online business and kind of my key to freedom and travel and you can get more into that. But basic background is I was an English teacher for a long time. So if there's any English teachers here, people who've taught abroad, you can definitely relate. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I have a question for you, Gabby, then. Where were you in Japan? Because I taught English in Japan for two years in Hamamatsu, in Shizuoka oh, cool. Prefecture. So I've been through there a few times, actually, because there's a big Brazilian community there. It's, um, yeah, it's the biggest Brazilian community in Japan. I don't know why, yeah. but it is, yeah. Yeah, I was teaching English in three different cities over three different years. So I was in Nagoya, then Osaka, then Tokyo. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I got a question for you real quick, um, and we can get into the stuff that uh, more deeply about YouTube and all, but uh, KJ asked a good question. KJ has been with us all day asking phenomenal questions. Here's another one. Do you need to know the native language before you work as an English teacher abroad? Obviously, this will vary position by position, but what what would you say, like, as a general rule, would you say yes or no? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Yeah, me too. I, I so I was hoping we had the same answer. <laughs> I think that's like an excuse. I mean, I'm not saying um, anybody's trying to make excuses, but I think that's like, you know how we make roadblocks for ourselves? Like, oh, I can do that only when I become fluent in Japanese, or I can do that only when I save up $10,000, or I can do that only when I'm, you know, over 21 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But like there's always some kind of excuse that we come up with but like to teach English abroad you just need to ideally maybe make some connections, maybe get a job before you go or you could be more adventurous and just go to the country we really want to teach and start making connections once you get there. Yeah, if uh, I waited to learn Japanese, in Japanese uh, I would still I not would still have not. ever taught Japan because I can't say barely anything after two years. Um, but and that's a really good point. You, you um, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of background, I'll let you get into this, Gabby. Too is I went with the Jet program because someone specifically asked about that, and I was teaching English in Japan through the Jet program, which is a government-funded program. But my wife came with it, uh, came over, and we specifically on purpose didn't get her a job because we wanted to see what, what was available. And within one day, she had a job teaching English. And um, it, so there is tons yeah. of ways that you can go there ahead of, like you can go without a job and figure it out. Um, if you want some stability, there's definitely programs as well. And, and that's something that you know a little better than I do. But there, there's so many ways to do it. And I think teaching English, and we talked about this maybe like three hours ago now, um, is a phenomenal way to transition to a location independent lifestyle because it's kind of a halfway point. You're living somewhere else, but you also, you know, you're not fully dependent on yourself to create your own income as well. You have a stable paycheck. I mean, if you're working for a school or a jet program or uh, like a company doing business English, you, you probably have a stable paycheck. So it's not as scary I guess like you know you're not gonna starve <laughs> it's one of the reasons right. I'm really excited uh, just just to, not a tangent but totally related that nomadic Matt wrote a book on how to teach English overseas which is in the paradise pack and it's it's been a few guests more than I don't I can't remember three or four and Travis here that have started by teaching English abroad and that was like the stepping stone for for this life abroad and kind of getting started and getting your feet wet somewhere and still making an income it's awesome yeah, you know, I remember a lot of people I worked with as English teachers in Japan, they went on to do a lot of different things. So just because you decide to go teach English for a year in Japan or wherever you go, doesn't mean that's what you're going to do forever, but it'll make great connections, it'll teach you new skills, you'll be able to live abroad. And now I know people who did that, they're doing all different kinds of things. Some people are working online, some people are doing computer programming other people in PR, other people are still teaching English in Japan. But it's like, it's just an awesome experience. 
And I think a lot of the people who go, what was really neat about the people we met teaching abroad, and there, there's a lot of people chatting about that, and that's great. I, I think I went for the reason not not to go to Japan because I love Japan or spoke the language because I certainly didn't or anything like that, but because I wanted an adventure. And I actually said to my wife before we went, the, the two things I want to take about uh, away from this is like this experience that we're going to have together, like inherently, we're going to have an amazing experience, but also we're going to meet so many other people that are really interesting and neat because it takes a special type of person to want to do, Jason's getting his beer, to want to do this kind of thing. Like it, it's, it, someone has to be courageous, you have to be brave, you have to even kind of like be willing to do it so the people you meet are inherently kind of people that you usually want to surround yourself with because they are, uh, are as well people who are adventurous travelers, other crazy. people who have their, yeah, crazy, who have their mind a little mixed up, right? Like people who get yeah. you. And uh, that was the cool part. That was the secondary part of it is you meet all these amazing people. Totally. And once you go abroad, you just don't stop meeting people who are doing crazy adventures, you know, working abroad, living abroad, being digital nomads. But I mean, if, if you're back home doing your regular thing, you may not run into those people as often as when you're abroad. So sometimes it's like when you just go, you're going to be in this uh, atmosphere with all these people, uh, all the expats and people doing crazy stuff. I find that a lot as I travel. Yeah, and you're also going to find out about opportunities on the location-independent business side too, right? I mean, like, do you think... Well, maybe you should talk about your business and how you actually yeah. earn an income on YouTube. And would that have even happened if you didn't ha you know, take the leap and go on an adventure in the first place? By the way, Gabby, you're, you're now... I don't know if you have anything um, yeah. nearby, but well, I don't have like a, a you know friend or assistant or someone to bring me a beer, so I would have to an run assistant. down to the store. <laughs> Dude, um, that's all right. I, I had I had a drink before, not an alcoholic drink, but um, good enough. So about my business, yeah, I guess going back in time to 2011 um, I started making YouTube videos for my English students and I made them for two reasons one because I wanted to be a helpful teacher and give them more resources you know give them more of my excellent teaching advice uh, so they could you know practice their their pronunciation or their fluency whenever um, whenever they wanted to watch and two because I started learning about the concept of not trading my time for dollars and creating assets. So I think that's a really big uh, mindset shift that made a huge difference in my life. And maybe, uh, well, I'm sure you guys are aware of this and maybe people watching too, but it's like, you know, when I was working as an English teacher, my salary was always like X amount of dollars per teaching hour. And I was always trying to push for like one more dollar an hour. Come on, you know, let's let's just get a little raise. But then I realized like if I make something like a video or a video course or an ebook or, you know, something that is scalable that I can send out to people that, you know, they can uh, watch or learn from whenever, it doesn't really depend on my time specifically. Like I might make zero dollars, but I could also make a lot more than, you know, whatever amount per hour is making teaching. So I had no business plan. I just thought, okay, if I'm making videos, that's like this file this thing that exists out there on the internet whether I'm sleeping or working tutoring whatever I'm doing 
Um, so I decided to start making videos and putting them on YouTube just to help my students. So that's kind of like phase one, just putting content out there. Good so far? Yeah. Yeah. Good so far. Good so put far. content <laughs> out there. Well, we talked about this talked before. About this. I mean, one of the cool things is there's there's a twofold effect. There's the side, your side, where it's like, okay, you know, I'm creating these assets. They're things that can potentially produce income when I'm not around and it's freeing up my time. And then of course, the other benefit is that you're these people are able to learn on their own time and it's helping people. And you're you're able to put something out there that's making a broader impact has a bigger reach as opposed to, you know, teaching somebody one-on-one -on -one in person, which I, you know, we're not discounting how beautiful it is to like for the human one-on-one -on -one connection, but like the idea of creating something that can help people, you know, all over is, uh, is also really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And some English learners would uh, prefer having something where they can learn on the train when they're on the go or whatever. Um, yeah. So also, yeah, I mean, the one-on-one -on -one connection is good, but it's, it's good to give people options. So I kept making videos, and, and over time, I mean, again, I had no business plan. I had no idea, like, what would happen. I just wanted to make stuff and go from there and, and build a following. And in case anybody's wondering, um, Go Natural English is the name of my English teaching platform. So you can check it out on YouTube, check out the website, whatever, if you're curious. Um, so I, I kept making YouTube videos and over, over time, I would say like six months after starting my channel, I started getting messages from viewers asking me if I would be their teacher online. And I hadn't mentioned this at all. I wasn't saying in my videos like, please hire me, I need money, like I didn't say any of this. but. But some people were just like, hey, I really like how you deliver your lessons on the videos. And these were just five-minute little tutorials. They weren't like long lectures. But then I had people asking me, hey, would you meet me on Skype? Can I pay you to be my tutor? And I got these messages. I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> and that's where the, the business kind of started, where I started doing um, live uh, coaching or teaching on Skype. And then I kept doing that for a few months, actually about a year. And then I realized I only have so many hours in the week and there's a lot of demands and people were asking me more and more for lessons. So I thought, you know, I've got to create something uh, that will help them and that will help me. And that's when I created my first video course, I think 2013. Um, and then from there, just to make a long story short, I mean, I've been creating video courses, audio eBooks, been building the YouTube channel, um, and it's just been an awesome, awesome experience building the online community and um, having several different kind of income streams. Thinking about the business side of things, and that's what brought me to you guys because now I'm helping entrepreneurs, digital nomads, to create or improve their own YouTube channels to make uh, to make an income, to earn money online, and also to help other people. How, and, how, and I'll go, I'll go, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to get some content. How, how big is your YouTube channel right now? I'll go natural English. So right now, right now, it's 180,000 subscribers, and I think by July it'll cross 200,000. So that's a pretty big milestone. That's huge. About. Yeah. 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 And, and what I was going to ask, with what's so interesting, and, and we actually, I don't, believe this has brought up been brought up in the last three and a half hours is the idea of multiple income streams even though 
I'm, I think every single person who has been on, I can say confidently, has multiple income streams. And you might have a main one, like Matt talked about, you know, his swim university, but he also makes money off roasty coffee and stuff like that. And um, I just think it's so important, and just to touch on that topic, is that you don't know, like you said, Gabby, you didn't know what you were going to do. You started putting YouTube on. You created value, like we've been talking about, all day. And then that led people saying, like, can I pay you in some way? And then you started that. And now you're doing the YouTube thing. Like you transitioned from English to, okay, now I have this other skill I can teach people on YouTube. And I just wanted to, to point that out, that it is really important, A, that you don't know where you're going to end up, which is which is great. And B, when you do find yourself having a secondary skill or you do create something that works, like you, you know how to build YouTube channels, thinking about a way to then market that as well so that you can do multiple things. A, for your own creative passion itself to like not get stuck in a rut, but B, it helps if you have like three or four income streams because if one of them goes like away, then you're not like sitting on the street being like, oh, well, that was a good run. Location independence was great for three years, now I'm poor. I want to share that my successful business opportunities have all been things that other people have asked me for. None of it has been like something that I've created in my head and thought, oh yeah, that'll work. Let me put that out there. But it's not anything that I've gotten you know, questions about. What I'm trying to say is everything, like from the English lessons to the YouTube uh, course, it's all been people asking me, like, oh, hey, I see you have a YouTube channel with like 200,000 subscribers. How can I do that? And I'm like, oh, people want to know how to do this. Let me create a course about it. It's not like me thinking in my head, oh, I bet people want to know this. Let me create a course. It's like people will ask you, once you're doing something that's kind of interesting, people will want to know how to do that. So, so my point is like, just start making stuff, just get out there. And nobody really, um, nobody really talks about like the things that they tried but didn't work. But I'm going to tell you one thing, like with my English learners, I tried a membership program. It was a month to month thing because everyone's saying, oh, the way to go is recurring membership model. Um, didn't really fly. That's okay. You know, and I realized, hey, nobody asked me for that. Why did I make it? <laughs> they asked me for other stuff, so then I make it. <laughs> but I love that, you know, to your point, I mean, it's, it, but nobody would have ever asked you for anything if you didn't put something out there in the first place. And I think the value behind your course and the other courses in the Paradise Pack, it's like, if you're sitting and watching, it's like, okay, I'm ready to put some stuff out there. Well, you know, if you're going to go into YouTube land, now you can know way more than, you know, Gabby knew years ago because she's made all the mistakes, she's done all the things, and you can put something out there and have a little bit of thought behind it too and actually probably shortcut a lot of the time that it, that it took you. Totally right, Jason, because I took about three years to get from zero to 10,000 subscribers and then a year to get from... 10,000 to like 150,000 subscribers because something happened at year three where I actually learned some strategies that I share with people inside my course. And you know, I, I don't hold anything back. It's just a lot of stuff to talk about. So I know we have like 10 more minutes. I couldn't tell everything, but there's a lot yeah. of strategies. So like, yeah. And I do, I definitely want to talk about them and to highlight your point and, and to just bring it home what Jace was saying. It is, it's like you find these frameworks that work and yeah. all of us have been working on it for four years, five years, 10 years, you know, like Carla and Tim, like 25 years. And so the, the value of the paradise pack, no, no one can make you do anything. You're either going to 
do it or you're not. But the value comes in that we can say, listen, if you're going to do it and you truly believe you're someone who's going to do it, why not take all these shortcuts? And every yeah. single person is here to show you how to do it, whether it's YouTube. Uh, uh, Ruth shared a thing when I was talking to her yesterday. She had a 30,000 monthly viewers for, for the blogging course. She, she runs a blogging course in Paris Back. And it jumped to 1.5 million in wow. like half a year because she learned the frameworks just like you did. And I think yeah. that's where the value lies. Is like, hey, take this shortcut. If you're going to do it anyway, take the shortcut. Totally. I mean, why struggle trying to reinvent the wheel? Like, I'm just saying, I wish that I had known someone like who I am today four years ago. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Like, to have a mentor, you know? You're creating the thing you wish you had for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 that's a so to to talk about the YouTube because we've got a, a really really great question here from Annie. Thanks for um being patient with that, Annie, about YouTube and YouTube marketing. So we'll kind of like pull the veil off for a few minutes just on what's inside the course and kind of it. And she says, you know, you put a video on YouTube. How do you market that? Um, how do you find? How do people find your YouTube channel? Do you have like a website that it links to? Like, so what was if you could give us like Brittany just did one like quick secret to say like, all right. To go from 10K to 100K took me a lot less time. Is there, yeah. I know there's a lot of secrets you reveal. Can you give us one? So I would say stop trying to think of it as like pushing your video out into the world on everyone and think about how you can sort of pull people into it, like magnetize people by thinking about what your audience, your target audience is searching for. So as an English teacher, my target audience is searching for how to become fluent in English. So you may notice that a lot of my videos on YouTube contain the words in the titles, how to become fluent in English. <laughs> so it doesn't, it's not like rocket science, but I think it, it takes a change in mindset, like a change from what do I want to make my videos about versus what are my, what, what is my target audience searching for? And then instead of thinking, how can I push my content out to people, which is important, like sharing by email or social media, whatnot, but think about all the people looking for information, questions that they're asking Google that your content could answer, whether it's like a blog post or a podcast or a YouTube video. I mean, YouTube videos are actually really great because YouTube is owned by Google, so when people are searching in Google, videos on YouTube will come up. That's why I love YouTube. Um, but think about how you can capture that interest that is already out there. Like people are already searching desperately for information about something that you could help them with. So just make some content that's addressing those questions that people are already answering and you'll pull those people in. Yeah, and I mean, of course, content is one way to do it. And because we're talking about YouTube, this is all about content, right? Like this is this is why we put together this paradise pack in so many different ways, because there are many different ways to do it. And video, I think, like you said, I mean, there's I just believe that the higher the barrier of entry, which means like a little it's a little more difficult to make videos, right? Yeah. So like not as many A lot more difficult. It. A yeah. lot more difficult. Not so, not like you can't do it, but it's yeah, it takes right, but it's like, yeah, but you can do it and the competition thins out because anybody can write an article and put it up there, but not everybody's going to take the effort to make a video. Right. And it's, it's a lot of 
honestly, I think it's a lot of mental barriers. Like, oh, I don't want to make a video today because my hair is not just right. And, <laughs> oh, you know, my skin's a little dry, so I don't want to be on video today. Or, you know, like, um, it's raining outside, so it's too noisy. To, it's like all I do that kind of stuff all the time. It's intimidating because <laughs> you got to stand in front of the camera and, like, say something, and it's not easy. And we can't all be TV stars like Travis and you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> people will judge you more when you're on video. That's just something that's a fact. And like, get over I, I mean, it, right? Get over it, exactly. Embrace well, the I, trolls. I, I think <laughs> not. Oh yeah, embrace the trolls. I think not only <laughs> embrace the trolls. That's a T-shirt for sure. <laughs> there's a higher barrier to entry, yes. So you have less competition, and also. I think it sets you apart more as an expert. Like, so you work your way up the chain. So the first part is like writing a blog or just writing online. Then you go to podcasting and it's like, you talk about levels of engagement. So podcasting is a little harder of a level of engagement. You're more engaged with the audience. Then you go to video. Now they can see and hear you. And what it helps with is too, is people are like, man, that person really is an expert because they're on video doing it. Like they look at you and they're like, they're on video because they, in their head, they're subconsciously thinking like, well, I couldn't get on video because my hair isn't good because I, you know, I wouldn't know how to do it. So like, it also sets you apart. If you're doing video, it gives you this like, it kind of puts you up on a pedestal. And I think it's it's stuff that not a lot of people would do. And so you get that benefit as well of like, oh man, they're, they're on video. They must know what they're talking about, right? No one's going to shoot a video oh. if they don't know what they're talking about. And it builds trust, too, when people can see your face. I mean, there's something really great about podcasting, too. You can hear someone's voice right in your ear, but, like, when you're on video, people see your face, and it builds a whole other level of trust. And and this brings me to to a question, and, and we'll kind of let you – I'm sure you have pretty funny stories with this. Uh, with Kayla, she says, Gabby, do you ever get hate in the comments, and how do you deal with it? Uh, I get so much hate. <laughs> That's a great question. I love this question because, um, yeah, everybody that's on video, everybody that's on YouTube, you know, whether you're like Beyonce or like Oprah or doing, you know, awesome things, you're still going to get hate. I mean, Beyonce still gets hate, you know. It's something you just have to, like I said, embrace the trolls. And I, how do I deal with it? I try to focus on like the nine out of ten positive comments, the lovely viewers that I have that are saying, oh, thank you for making this video, this answer to all my questions, you're awesome. And um, yeah, it's hard when you get like that one out of a hundred, uh, you know, hateful negative comments, but I'll just usually kill them with kindness. I'll be like, thank you so much for your comment. That was really great to hear from you. You know, I, I actually appreciate all the contents, uh, comments, sorry, because the more comments there are on a video, the higher my video goes in the results. So bring Embrace them on. the trolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabby, we're really thrilled to have you in the Paradise Pack this year and filling that slot on uh, on YouTube, which is a, you know an awesome course and you know something that's super important to know if you're into digital marketing, if you're going to work online. Such a powerful tool and you teach so many great strategies. Again, all those shortcuts, saving you time, money and grief and heartache and all that good stuff. Uh, and just one of 20 plus awesome things in the Paradise Pack. So we really honored to have you in this year and uh, yeah, really, really excited and look forward and want to uh, staying in touch. and want to thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for having me, you guys. And it's a pleasure to be here for your party today. And yeah. I want to say hi to Marcus and Feli and uh, hope yeah. you guys have a good talk. <laughs> right on. And go down to that kiosk and grab a beer. I will. I'm I love going those right kiosks now. in Brazil. They're so, they got everything.
Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Gabby. I always got to say, whenever we put the Paradise Pack together, I'm always super excited myself to jump in and see some of the stuff that's got like all the courses. And when we got you with the YouTube course, I thought this might be the very first one that I go all the way through because I cannot wait to build our YouTube audience. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Travis. I'll see you guys later. Cheers, Gabby. Cheers. If you like this message, if you like this interview, don't forget, we've got 11 other Paradise Pack sessions for you to listen to, interviews with some of the world's foremost experts on a variety of topics, and just really, really neat people who pull the veil off what this location-independent lifestyle is about. So check them out. You can listen to those on the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. Of course, you can listen to them on iTunes, on Stitcher. You can go to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. However you're listening to this episode, you can also get those 11 other episodes if you do resonate with this message, if you're someone out there who's saying, yeah, you know, that's the type of life I want. I, I, I've known that I want to do work that I love, that I want to travel more, that I want to be able to figure out how to make money from anywhere, or run my own business, or not have to wake up to an alarm clock and just live a life that is one that you want and that you've created. Don't forget, check out the Paradise Pack. You can do that by going to extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. It is only available until Monday night, June 6, 2016 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. After that, it is gone forever. You won't be able to get it. So over $2,500 of resources were selling for $197, over a 90% discount. You can also get my Frequent Fire Bootcamp in there. So don't forget about that. And if you are someone who's interested in, please go over now, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. I don't want you missing out on this special offer. It only comes once a year. And remember, every year the pack is completely different. So you'll never be able to get this bundle of products again. So head on over there, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash paradise. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for the ongoing support as always. I hope you enjoy the rest of the Paradise Pack sessions. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you now.